The way we spend our time defines who we are. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. Pull up in motor cash. I got a show today. It's all I'm trying to do. Hustle and motivate. Choppers are throw away. Hustle the overway. That's why they follow me, huh? They think KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in Real Time. Had to give a shout out to Nipsey Hustle. It is four years ago today that he passed away. Rest in peace to neighborhood Nip. Now I want to welcome my expert contributors, Dr. Jason Nichols of the University of Maryland and Christopher Walton, the former chair of the Democratic Party of Milwaukee County. So glad to have you guys here. Really appreciate you. And I want to start off by asking you about the thing that everyone's talking about, the charges against Donald Trump. And today we find out that it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 charges. And I want to get the your, your top-line reaction to that, uh, Chris Walton, the former chair of the Democratic Party of Milwaukee County. <laughs> you know it's uh, been a long time let, let's just let's just let the record show that his top line reaction was a laugh all right go ahead yeah yeah that, <laughs> that would be accurate um i i may have had a steak for dinner last night i don't know um you know and you know, in the end through all the jokes and laughs and everything it's always good to see the bad guy get get his get what he deserves but this is a prime example of honestly how our system is supposed to work. This is how our system is supposed to work. Nobody, no matter who you are, no matter what your job title was or is, is above the law. And that's what this is. This is a prime moment of this is a good moment for America, I think. Um, you know, the fact that this is the first case that actually came up that he's indicted for. Not the fact that he incited a riot to try to overthrow the government. Not the fact that he actually tried to overturn elections in the state of Georgia. You know, I this is it's, it's a long time coming, and I'm glad that the justice system, slow as it is moving, is moving. All right, now I want to come back to some of the things you said, including it's it's funny that this is the first thing that he's indicted for, and also your point about. This is how the American justice system is supposed to work. I want to come back to those things, but first, I want to get uh, I want to get your your top line reaction, Doctor Nichols. Yeah, I uh, I agree one hundred percent with what Chris said. Um, I think my reaction, of course, is this is a historic moment. It's something that we'll all remember. It'll be one of those moments that you know. Uh, you'll remember, you know, what you were doing and where you were when you heard that a former president had been indicted. However, um, and I think it's the first, but it's not the last indictment that he's mm. going to receive. Um, but it also made me kind of think about what's coming. Mm. Um, number one, I still don't believe that he's ever going to see the inside of a jail cell. Okay. Um, I also think that uh, you're going to see some real authoritarian moves from 
you know, Congress and from state governments and, and all of these kind of indictments. And I really hope that you can find 12 Americans, because remember, he got 75 million Americans to vote for him after two impeachments. Like, that you can find 12 Americans that would look at the facts of the case, and if he's guilty, convict him. And I'm not so certain that there are 12 Americans that you'll be able to find anywhere in America that will do that. Um, so I volunteer. The thing is not... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I volunteer as well, but I think they're, you know, they're not, um, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting uh, case moving forward. I think he will probably, you know, there's a good chance he's going to get off and he's going to claim total exoneration. And it's going to, you know, perhaps strengthen his argument that the system is corrupt. Um, but that, all of that, kind of coming back to what Chris said, all of that shouldn't stop the wheels of justice. You know what I mean? You don't think about, you know, the political implications of what have you. You actually have to do your job, and that's what Alvin Bragg did. And I believe they've got some serious documentation. This is not all hinging on Michael Cohen's testimony, because it's a document case. And they came up with 30 different charges which means that there's, there are, there's serious documentation for, uh, you know, for these charges, and they took their time. And everybody, you know, all the people on the right saying, oh, this is Alvin Bragg, they have to remember that all of this started under side Vance. You know, mm-hmm. Alvin Bragg inherited a lot of this. Like, so this idea, oh, he's the Soros-funded, which, by the way, is a code word for anti-Semitism. Yeah. You know, Soros funded DA, radical DA. And I tell you, people in New York who dealt with, I've talked to some people in New York who dealt with Alvin Bragg. He is far from radical on any level. And the other thing is, you know, that uh, he's definitely, he's a, he's a a follow the the paper kind of guy. And I tell you, this is not all hinging on, on, uh, on Michael Cohen. This is, they've got some documents for this case and it's all going to come out. But even with solid proof, I don't know that you're going to find 12 Americans who are willing to convict Donald Trump. So that'll be interesting. Well, I know we got three people online right now who would volunteer and I feel like there are going to be a lot of, there's going to be a spike in, uh, in jury duty requests in New York. <laughs> Uh, around the time of his of his trial, but I, I do share your skepticism, Dr. Nichols, about whether 12 people, especially once they go through all the, the jury selection and, and you know, the, the Trump team is going to be trying to disqualify any black jurors and, and any jurors who they, you know, who they think might, might go against them. But it's, I think it's going to be a high bar, and it's a much different bar for for being convicted than being indicted it's a much higher bar but uh to your point to your point though chris this is this you said this is how the justice system is supposed to work but is it justice if he just gets indicted and he ends up getting off i mean what kind of justice is it unless he actually gets convicted right and we've seen this throughout american history where this has happened The, the 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 guys who killed emmett till they were indicted they weren't convicted, but they they did it. 
Um, so, it, you know, it's, they're going to have to lay this case out. The fact that they have 30, uh, 30 different charges, there must be something pretty – I'm shocked. There's something bad going on in Donald Trump's books. Um, it's going to be – if they can – if he can get out of here, you know, this is, this is another prime example of, of the American judicial system. But – and not how it works at its finest. But if they can get him, this is how it works at its finest. And this would be a, a moment that honestly we could celebrate that we can go and say the system works. No matter who you are, no matter how much money you may or may not have, you will be held accountable in the United States. Now, now, Dr. Nichols, you said you don't think he's ever going to f- see the inside of a jail cell. And I've always been been really, you know, unoptimistic about the prospects of him being convicted of anything. But if there are indeed 30 charges, right, and and you know that uh, Alvin Bragg or, or anybody else is not going to bring an indictment on, is not going to be the first one to bring an indictment on a former president unless they have a case. And so if, if there really are 30 charges, you don't think he that they, that they can convict him on one of those? Well, I think they could, they could potentially... Uh, you know, I'm thinking actually back to um, years ago. Uh, first of all, we all know all these police officers, for example, who we see on tape killing black people and they don't get convicted. Yeah, <laughs> you know true. what I mean? That's true. We see, it, we see it right before our eyes and they don't get convicted. Yeah. And I can tell you, um, and, and I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the case of, Wal- I think it's Walter Scott in South Carolina. Yeah. North South Carolina, yeah, South Carolina, and we had you had a tape of him shooting this guy in the back, and one juror still refused to convict him. Now again, the feds came in, the feds came in, and they fixed all that, but one juror held out and was like, "I am not going to convict a police officer." So, if that could happen for a random cop, someone who got 75 million votes and who people are still passionate about that they put his name on their hats and on their checks and they scream about him. And, you know, they literally, there were people on Fox news last night. One guy said he had tears in his eyes. (laughs) If there are people who are that passionate, you know, it's going to be tough um, to get a conviction. And even if you do get a conviction on one of 30 counts, or maybe even five of 30 counts, mm-hmm. are those going to be serious enough? You know, because we haven't seen the charges yet, but are those crimes serious enough to warrant jail time? That's where a lot of people were like, the more serious charges are in Georgia, uh, mm-hmm. where obviously, and, and with the federal case, uh, where, you know, there's, you could totally throw somebody and throw the book at somebody and throw them in jail. But this is not a case that normally people go to jail for when it comes to like the campaign finance violations. But they're saying that this is business fraud. Uh, if, if they found something that's really fraudulent and they really combed through this and they found some real serious crime, um, you know, it's possible, but I really doubt it. I really doubt he's going to see the inside of a jail cell. 
Yeah, I mean, I totally hear you. They're, you know, they call it campaign finance, but if you look at what he did, though, he pay, he made a hush money payment so that the story about him having an affair with Stormy Daniels would not get out to the public before the election. That potentially mm-hmm. changed the outcome of the election. I mean, who yeah, knows? I mean, Michael Cohen was prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, I know, I, know, I know that we all agree here on the severity of what he did, but I'm just... I'm just trying to underscore, you know, just for anyone who thinks that this this was just not something serious and that, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they're charging him for this. And we're going to we're going to get to some of the faux outrage a little bit later in, in the what in the white privilege segment. But I mean, this potentially changed the outcome of the election. If, if he does, if he doesn't make this hush money payment and this story comes out and everyone finds out about this, I mean, you know, he only won by what a. a uh, a few ten, tens of thousands of votes across a few states, and when you take and you compare that to, as you said, Doctor Nichols, seventy-five million votes, then, I mean, maybe that would, maybe this information would have been enough to sway, you know, sixty or seventy thousand people to either not vote for him or to vote for the other person. So who, who knows? I just, you know, I want to, I want to talk though about your point, Chris, about this being the first thing he was indicted for, and now we have. Now we have Georgia, the, the Georgia GOP trying to, you know, make a new law just so they can remove Fonnie Willis and and successfully doing so, it appears, you know, they're, they're on they're on the brink of doing it. And and so do you think that the, this this other indictment in Georgia will eventually come down? And uh, and, and if so, um, does it have a better chance of 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 getting Trump convicted than than the charge we're seeing in new york you know and you know it's really funny when you when you brought it up to um that stormy daniels case was actually about to drop around the same time when that access hollywood case mm. uh the access hollywood tape dropped that same day so when all of that yeah. dropped if the next day that stormy daniels tape would have mm-hmm. dropped to it, it probably would have knocked him completely out like he was he, he was, was on the ropes, ropes he moment. definitely was on the ropes at that i remember that um, yep um, you know, Georgia, Georgia's going to do what it's going to do. And they already, they had the bill. They got the votes to pass the bill. I hope that the DA down in Fulton County, you know, and it seems like her moral compass is working. Follow it. Go and do your job. Don't worry about the politics. If they decide to come after you and knock you off, you did your job and you can go to sleep at night knowing you did your job. Um, this man literally called <laughs> the secretary of state of Georgia and told him to find 11,000 more votes so he could cheat an election. Like, I, I love the moral outrage of some of these folks. Like, y'all are so upset that the man who got caught having an affair on his wife and paying her hush money, paying the woman he had an affair with hush money, and also trying to overthrow the United States government is going to be held responsible for his crimes, but you're not upset that he did these things? So uh, you know, I take whatever whatever moral outrage they feel, the the tears that they're having last night. They were good. They were good for my sake. <laughs> All right, Doctor Nichols. So, uh, <laughs> what's, what what do you say to to the charges in Georgia? Are are they more serious than these charges in New York? And do they have a better chance of drawing a conviction? Oh, they're absolutely more serious. Um, now, again. We got to think about this. Mm-hmm. Georgia, as you stated, he won by 11,780 votes. 
So it's possible that he could get a jury in Fulton County that that would convict him. But I still think you're, you're going to struggle a little bit because remember the defense has the ability to to dismiss a couple of uh, jurors. Yeah. Um, so they're going to try to get every white person they can find in Fulton County. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. they're trying to get everybody from Buckhead. You know, they're going to get all the Buckhead people and keep out the Bankhead people <laughs> from Atlanta. You, <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I think it's going to be hard in a state that is so purple. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very purple state. Um, it, you could debate that it's still a red state. You know, there's a strong, strong argument for that. I mean, we saw sister Stacey Abrams struggled in that state big time you know um and Raphael Warnock won but we have to remember who he was running against right like you know so that you know that could you could argue that that's an anomaly and that you know most people are Brian Kemp conservatives there and if they if his lawyers are worth their salt um I think it's going to be hard to get a conviction in, in Fulton County, even though we know he's guilty. We all heard the phone call a hundred times. You know, we know he's guilty. <laughs> I, I usually, I believe in the presumption of innocence, but I mean, we've seen the evidence in that case. Um, and it is more, I think it's far more serious uh, unless there's something in that indictment that we haven't seen uh, that we don't know about that's maybe perhaps beyond just the the payment to stormy daniels which is very possible because i think they come through all his business records um and michael cohen who was his fixer for 10 years gave them everything he had yeah. you know he he right. he was sure he wanted to get donald trump uh, yeah you know, yeah he wants to get that, he, wants, that. He, he, he wants trump to get that uh to ex- have the experience he had going to jail but when we come forward i want to continue to talk about this uh and break it down a little bit more because mike pence is telling the gop to slow their role and maybe not you know talk so much mess about about uh, investigating alvin bragg and also it's what in the white privilege when we come forward on kbla talk 1580 Ariva time is the right time. More of Ariva Martin in real time when we come forward. There's no time like the present. Let's get back to more of Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in real time. It's Avi Bernard here with you every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Joined by my expert contributors, Dr. Jason Nichols and Chris Walton. And uh, and gentlemen, I, I want to first of all, I want to I want to, you know, say we do this segment every week. It's called What in the White Privilege? And I want to just uh, listen to some audio. But first, uh, let's uh, let's take a look at uh, what in the white privilege this week. What is it? It's white. All right. So now we've been dealing with this Trump indictment for, you know, a day or two now and uh, a day, about 24 hours. And so. It's just been so remarkable to me the level of outrage that this man is on the verge of being held accountable. He hasn't been convicted. He's just been indicted, and they are so mad. Let's take a listen. The last six years, this country has gone through hell because the left and powerful 
Elites have been unable to accept the results of a democratic election, and they have been getting increasingly crazed in what they're willing to do to, to prevent further elections that they do not want. They're willing to destroy the country because of their hatred of this person. Yes, yes, of course. We're willing to destroy the, this country because of our hatred of Donald Trump, not because we have him on tape committing crimes or because we have evidence of him committing crimes, but because we don't like him. And so they're so mad that this person is being charged that, that they're just completely trying to flip the narrative. They're saying that we're destroying the country, that we're not accepting the results of the election, when this is the man who continually said he'd never lost when he clearly lost when he when we have proof that he lost when he brought many cases to courts that were uh, were reigned over by judges that he appointed and he still lost all those cases and yet he still won't accept the results of the election and not, neither will many of his followers no one will no one uh, from his you know right-wing media uh, you know uh, outlets uh, plethora will will go along with uh will at least hold him accountable for for continuing this big lie all the all these all these many months later and they're going to act like we're the ones who are trying to destroy the country and so this the subject of this week's what in the white privilege are the right-wing media apparatus who continue to let him off the hook and continue to try to act like we're the ones who are tripping for trying to hold this man accountable. That is why the right-wing media apparatus is the subject of this week's What in the White Privilege. What is it? It's white. And so I want to hear, hear your guys' take on that, on, on what that, uh, that, uh, that, news, uh, that news clip we heard. Um, the woman was saying that the left is, is just mad. They're, they're mad that... that, that they can't control the, the results of the election, and and they're mad at Donald Trump, so they're willing to destroy the country. Uh, Dr. Nichols, what, uh, what do we think about that? You know, um, I guess I give it the same reaction that Chris gave, which is a laugh, because uh, the first thing that she said was something about elites. <laughs> and my thing is, they want to protect a billionaire a guy who poops in a gold toilet <laughs> and yet they want to lecture you all these elites. You know what I mean? I don't know that it gets any more elite than someone who has a private jet, you know, who has like literally lives on a resort, you know, that he owns, has his own golf courses, but somehow, you know, we, you know, people out there, you, you there in Lamert park are an elite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that's that's what's really interesting. Um, the other thing is, again, they say they're upset about him winning a, a democratic election. I think that's really interesting because my understanding of democracy is majority rule, and he's never won the popular vote in any election that he ran for president. Right. So if he, you can say he won an election, but don't say he won a democratic one. You know, he won an, uh, you know, an electoral college election against Hillary Clinton, but he did not win a Democratic election. He never did. Um, and, you know, we're not mad about anything. I'd, I'd say the left is pretty cool. As a matter of fact, if there's anybody, 
I want to face in 2024, it's Donald Trump. That's exactly who I want to face. I don't want to go up against Glenn Youngkin or even Ron DeSantis. I mean, I, I still think DeSantis will lose, but Donald Trump, we've been beating him ever since he won that one election. He, he lost in 2018. He lost in 2020. 2022, he caused them to underperform by a whole lot. So if there's anyone that gives you know Joe Biden a really good chance to win, it's running against Donald Trump. So all of their arguments are, are falling flat. It's ridiculous. But this is what they do. Yeah, Trump definitely delivered us the Senate in 2022. Definitely appreciate that. And so, uh, so Chris, why are you so mad? They, they, they say you're mad. Why are you so mad that, uh, that Donald Trump is, uh, you know, is winning all these elections and so you have to, you know, make up some charges? Why, why are you so upset? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to stay mad. This is what mad is. <laughs> um, you know, as Dr. Nichols said, and if you really want to look back to it, the Republicans have only won one election with the most votes since 1992. Yeah, in terms of popular now. vote, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, this, we're beyond that. We're past that point. This man is the height of white privilege. He thinks because I have money, so I'm above the law. You are not above the law. No one in the United States of America is above the law, or there are, they're not supposed to be. That's one of the things that makes America exceptional. You know, the whole thing that they always say, American exceptionalism, American exceptionalism. This is what makes us exceptional. We have a rule of law in place where nobody is against it. And if anybody is upset about an election, let's go back to 2008. Let's go to 2012. Suddenly a black man becomes president, and the entire right-wing establishment goes off the rails. So I don't want to hear them being upset about us losing an election that we should have won when they actually lost elections and they just lost it. They are not capable. They are not a governing party. They are not capable of doing this yet. They still keep doing it because they want the power to push their wills and their values on the majority of people who don't support them. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll stay mad if this is what mad is. I'm looking forward to seeing, I'm looking forward to this mugshot. <laughs> yeah no I, I can't lie i'm looking forward to that as well yeah and the republican party is you know is the party that is rather than trying to persuade their voters they're trying to choose their voters they're trying to gerrymander the the bejesus out of every district that that they you know that they compete in and that's why they win about 50 percent of the votes in states like uh, like like your state wisconsin and yet they have i don't know 60 70 percent of the of the how of the of the seats. And so, um, yeah. and so, and I do want to, I do want to talk to you about, about the coming up, the, uh, the forthcoming, uh, special election for the state Supreme court in Wisconsin, Chris, um, before the hour is over. But, uh, but before that though, uh, former vice president Pence today cautioned house Republicans who have threatened an investigation into the Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg, and he says that they should temper their inquiries and not turn the case into an example of federal overreach in local affairs. Uh, that's maybe the first thing I've ever heard Mike Pence say that kind of makes sense. But I'm just uh, I'm, I'm kind of just curious. Why is he saying this? I mean, he's he's waffled and he's 
you know, he's had Trump's back. And then even though Trump tried to kill him and had his people were, were chanting, hang Mike Pence on, on January 6th. And Mike Pence is, uh, you know, he's still once in a while, he'll he'll take a kind of soft little jab at Trump, uh, but never really kind of, you know, full full throatedly saying, you know, this guy was wrong. And and so I'm just curious, you know, I, I want to get your reaction to this on the other side. So when we come forward, we're going to we're going to hear from my expert contributors about why why Mike Pence actually might be making sense here when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. She's the real deal in real time. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. The way we spend our time defines who we are. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in real time. I'm Avi Bernard, and I want to ask my expert contributors, why Mike Pence kind of sounds like he's uh, making sense when he's talking to the Republicans here. What's uh, what's his motive, uh, Dr. Nichols? What do you think? Dr. Nichols, you there? Sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, um, all good. So I, I think, number one, he wants to be president, and he, he's trying to do his best Ronald Reagan impression. Mm. And he sits there, and he's trying to walk a tightrope. But what they don't understand, he and DeSantis and all these other guys don't understand is that what propelled Donald Trump was that he refused to play that game. He wasn't afraid of offending people. And you can't tell your GOP base that you're going to fight for them, but you're scared to fight for yourself. So I think Mike Pence thinks that this is some sort of good balancing act, Uh, of course, He's right, um, you know, and, and it shows the hypocrisy of the GOP when they talk about states' rights, and then all of a sudden they're like, screw the state, <laughs> we're going to come in <laughs> with the federal government, the full force of the yeah, federal yeah, government. Yeah, they're down for states' uh, rights when it benefits them. Right, exactly. It's the same thing with DeSantis in Florida, where it's like, oh, we need to let the market decide and free, you know, capitalism and all that. But then when we don't like it, we'll just bring the full force of the federal government or the the local government, state government on top of you. So I think um, Mike Pence thinks that this is a good way to balance and not anger anybody. But if you remember one moment when Donald Trump said something that would have been unthinkable in the past, which was, when he said, I don't like guys, I like guys who don't get captured. And he made fun of POWs. Yeah, in reference to John you know, McCain, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. With John McCain, exactly. And, you know, you would have thought that would have sunk any GOP candidate. But it didn't sink Donald Trump because they saw it and they were like, this guy has chutzpah. But when you have guys like Mike Pence, who's trying to tiptoe and say, well, this is wrong and this is political, when he knows it's not wrong and he knows it's not political, you know, it, it's really going to, it's not going to endear him to any more GOP voters. Same thing with Ron DeSantis. You know, if Ron DeSantis, I can guarantee you, if this indictment had come down on Ron DeSantis, Trump would say, well, maybe he's guilty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so uh, I think the, the the state thing, he's right. You know, what is it? A, a broken clock is, is even a broken clock is right twice a day or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yeah, I mean, and he's a broken man, and I mean that in every sense of the word. So he's, you know, he's right right now, but I think overall this strategy of trying to tiptoe and not say, look, this guy's guilty, he tried to hurt me, he tried to hurt my family, he put me in a bad position. You know, he, he put the nation in a bad position. We should reject him. You know, instead of doing that, he's trying to, like, not piss off the MAGA base. And it's not going to work for him. It's really not. It's, it's a bad approach. Yeah, I feel like Pence has less than 0% chance to be president. But before we run out of time, Chris, I want to talk about this this election. I believe it's next week, right? The special election in Wisconsin? Yep. Yeah, and so yeah, it's it's uh, this coming Tuesday. It's the special election for the state supreme court, and uh, and just just tell us why this election is so important. Sure, absolutely. So this race is for the Wisconsin state supreme court. Uh, It's for a ten-year term that will literally determine. So unlike California, Wisconsin doesn't have the right to have an abortion now. Mm. There's a law on the books from 1849 banning abortions. Irregardless of choice, health, rape, incest, no abortions, period, in the state of Wisconsin. And this, you know, the governor and the attorney general want to overturn it, but the state legislature, which is heavily gerrymandered, will not overturn it. Um, So the fact that we can have a Supreme Court justice in Janet Piotrowski who will actually overturn that potentially is a good thing. Same with voting rights. They actually got rid of of, of uh, ballot boxes that you can have out where you can take your absentee ballot, they got rid of that in the state of Wisconsin but from this conservative majority. We can get rid of that. We also can get rid of this overly gerrymandered map because there's no reason. Wisconsin, nobody, the Democrats, Republicans, nobody should have super majorities in the state of Wisconsin when the state is a 50-50 split for both sides. She'll over, right. She will hopefully overturn those maps. So if we get this judge in place, Potentially, we have a ca- a person who will actually make Wisconsin put Wisconsin back on the right track again. And so, uh, the we want to vote for Judge Janet. Judge Janet mm-hmm. is is the the progressive candidate in the race. And if we don't vote for her, it's going to be another super hard right wing um, judge that will be filling that spot. And the the state Supreme Court of Wisconsin will have a conservative majority. So. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that that people should do who don't live in Wisconsin that they can that they can try to do to uh, to help this this election see the outcome we want? Absolutely, we have people doing phone banks right now. If you live in California, want to make a phone, do a phone bank in Wisconsin and remind people to go out and vote on Tuesday, that's very much so possible. Um, go to www.wisdoms.org. We will get you get you the uh, work you need, and not only for Wisconsin elections this year, but even going into twenty twenty four. You know, California is a is a blue state. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about California. Y'all vote right every time, but we need <laughs> help. We can, we doing it by ourselves, but it's always easier if we can do it all together. So remember, come next year, come this year, whenever there's an election, California call Wisconsin. Make sure Wisconsin shows up and votes like California. All right, Chris, how can we keep up with you? Uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. Uh, it's Chris Walton, MKE. Look forward to following you and following you back. And Dr. Nichols, uh, how can we keep up with you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Dr. Jason Nichols. Um, you can certainly uh, listen to my podcast, which is 
called the Working Class Elite. Uh, anywhere you you know you find podcasts or listen to podcasts, so that's those are the primary ways. Working Class Elites, definitely check out Dr. Jason Nichols on that podcast. And I appreciate both of you for joining me today and and every time. It's always great talking to you and getting your insights. And I look forward to speaking with y'all soon. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Always. 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 All right. So uh, when we when we come forward, I wanna I wanna get into this conversation about scammers. It's a, it's a conversation I've been looking forward to all week. I got two heavy hitters. I have Rosie Nakamura, a.k.a. IRL Rosie, and I have, I have Jim Browning. And, and they are just uh, the content that they create and the ways that they make these scammers pay and, and that they make a mockery of these scammers. It is, it is so delightful and delicious. And I cannot wait to have this conversation with them if you aren't familiar with them. Get ready to get familiar with them because they are they are seriously awesome, and I can't wait to uh, to talk to them about the work that they're doing. And one of the things that I've I've been I've been so upset about is all these scam attempts lately in my email, on my phone, and I I'm just uh I'm just I can't wait for you to to hear from these two individuals. So when we come forward, we're gonna to get into this the topic of scamming. On KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. First year basketball player at the University of Alabama announced today he is entering the NBA draft. The 6'9 freshman All-American is projected to be among the top three picks on June 22nd. NBA teams will be asking Miller more questions about his involvement in the fatal shooting of a young woman in Tuscaloosa, Alabama on January 15th. Miller is not a suspect in the case, but he allegedly brought the gun to the scene that was used in the shooting. For the first time in Final Four history, there will be no number one, two, or three seeds competing for the championship. No debates, no speculation, just the info you need. That's your KBLA Sports Minute. I'm Ray Richardson. This sports report was brought to you by Original Taco Pete. It's Aaron from Original Taco Pete. Let us cater your March Madness munchies. Order with us at Original Taco Pete on Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, or stop into our Slauson and Crenshaw location. We'll feed you soon. I'm young, gifted, and black. Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. Hey there, I'm Jared Hill, president of the National Association of Black Journalists of Los Angeles, and I just want to say thank you for the benevolent $10,000 donation and scholarships for the next generation of black journalists. And I'm Haywood Galbraith, photojournalist and founder of the Minority Photojournalism Institute. Thanks, KBLA, for your generous $10,000 scholarship gift to help us train the next generation of black photojournalists. Congratulations to all the students who will benefit from the scholarship dollars raised at our Black History Month luncheon honoring black legends in L.A. media. When we come forward at KBLA Talk 1580, we're bringing everybody with us. Everybody with us. Back to the Friday edition of Ariva Martin Real Time. I'm Avi Bernard, and this hour we're going to be talking to IRL Rosie, Rosie Nakamura, and Jim Browning. 
about scammers and what we can do to battle them. But first, here's what you might have missed. Donald Trump is facing about 30 charges in New York City related to document fraud connected to hush money he allegedly paid to cover up affairs, according to NBC News. The exact charges are unknown because the indictment remains under seal until Trump, who is campaigning to reclaim the presidency in 2024, appears in court for his arraignment. That is expected on Tuesday, though Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg could unveil the charges sooner. Before it arrested a Wall Street Journal reporter Thursday, Russia suffered a string of embarrassing setbacks to its foreign intelligence operations with hundreds of suspected Russian spies being expelled or charged with espionage in Western countries. Poland arrested nine Russians this month, accusing them of plotting possible sabotage of rail routes carrying Western military aid to Ukraine. Last week, U.S. authorities unmasked an alleged Russian spy who posed as a Brazilian graduate student at the Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies and who prosecutors say tried to land a job at the International Criminal Court in The Hague. Sweden, Norway, and Germany say they have uncovered and disrupted attempted Russian spying in recent months, and officials in Greece told news outlets that the owner of a knitting shop in Athens was actually a suspected Russian spy. The head of Britain's MI6 Foreign Intelligence Service says roughly half of Russia's spies working under diplomatic cover in Europe were expelled within six months of the invasion of Ukraine in February 22. The Department of Justice is suing Norfolk Southern over its February 3rd train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio last month that spewed toxic materials. In the lawsuit unveiled Thursday, federal prosecutors accused the company of unlawfully polluting waterways with oil and hazardous substances from the derailed trains. The DOJ is seeking injunctive relief, cost recovery, and civil penalties to ensure it pays the full cost of the environmental cleanup. It does not accuse Norfolk Southern of negligence. And finally, California will require more zero-emission trucks on the roads after a key Biden administration approval a move that is bound to transform the country's truck market. The nation-leading advanced clean trucks rule, first passed in 2020, was backed by the EPA today and sets a timeline for manufacturers to phase out most gas-powered heavy-duty vehicles by 2035. At least six states, including Massachusetts, Vermont, New York, New Jersey, Washington, and Oregon, have already moved to adopt the rule, meaning it will cover almost a quarter of the nation's auto market. Some lack the electric vehicle charging infrastructure to support new electric trucks, but have vowed to ramp up the build-out. All right, when we come forward, I cannot wait to have this conversation with IRL Rosie and Jim Browning about scammers and the work they do to combat them and make fun of them. I I enjoy their work so much. We're going to talk to them when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. She's the real deal. In real time. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. Supply. There's no time like the present. Let's get back to more of Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in real time. I'm Avi Bernard and I am joined by IRL Rosie, a.k.a. Rosie Akamura. She is a voice actor and singer and songwriter. Welcome, Rosie. Hi, how's everyone doing? Doing great, doing great. Thanks for joining us. And also joined by Jim Browning, who is a YouTuber and scam baiter. Welcome, Jim. Hi, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, no, I'm so excited to have both of you on, especially at the same time. 
I've been doing some research on this subject because I have just been getting inundated with scam attempts, and I am less uh, less than thrilled to say um, I almost fell for one of them. And I just uh, I, I want to talk to you both about this subject. And and Rosie, I, I believe you got involved into you know you you make these videos on YouTube, and you you prank call the scammers. And I want to I want to first ask how you got into doing this. It's so funny. And I know that a a lot of our listeners are going to be hearing about you for the first time. But I want to I want to ask how you got into this, how you got into doing this to these scammers. Well, the short version is that my mom fell victim to a pop up scam on her computer with scammers pretending to be Microsoft and they offered her a $500 lifetime subscription to keep viruses off her computer. But it turned out it was not Microsoft at all, and there was no subscription. And in the meantime, they gained access to her entire computer and got all of her bank logins and passwords. And she told me about it. She was like, oh, I got this thing. They got this virus off my computer. And I was like, give me that phone number. That's not real. And I called them back and wasted their time for over an hour using a bunch of different voices <laughs> and did a live stream on Facebook and let my friends watch. And the next few hours and days and weeks, I got so many requests from friends and family. Like, can you call this number? Can you call this number? So it sort of happened by accident, but because of my mom, just, you know, vengeance. <laughs> yeah, so you were so you were making these calls uh, to avenge uh, what your mom had been through, and and it's I, I know that we all have either been scammed ourselves, and or or know someone who has been scammed, and and Jim, I, I I'm just really amazed. You know, I, I've I've been watching your stuff, and you have cameras of the scammers, and you you know like their real names. How do you get this information? Oh well, I mean I. I'm an engineer at heart. That's how I get started. I got the same phone calls that everybody else got. I mean, I get lots and lots of them. Mm-hmm. I'm on a mugs list. And really, I just thought, hey, I'm an engineer. Maybe I can do something about them. So that's how I get started. But like you're right, whenever I delve into scams, I go that little bit further. And if a scammer tries to get onto my computer, and a lot of them do that, mm-hmm. Then I reverse it and I get onto their computers. And if I can do that, then possibly I might be able to see their cameras as well. So that's what I do. Wow. So how how do you know when a scammer tries to get into your computer? Well, they, they will ask you, they will get you to run certain things on your computer. And if you're not really that computer literate and a lot of older people tend to be in that category Mm -hmm. then you could be typing something and it will give the scammer access to your computer but i play them at their own game and i know what they're up to and if i can manipulate them then i can run the scam in reverse so whenever they connect to my computer i can see what they've done and i can reverse that again and so is that just because you're an engineer that you know how to do this? Or is this something that maybe not someone who is un- completely uncomputer literate can do, but maybe someone who is you know, somewhat tech savvy can, can do that as well? Or is it just because you're, you're just a, a really good engineer? 
well, I don't think it's because of my engineer. Engineering helps a little bit, but honestly, anybody can do this. If, you, if you've got a bit of confidence, and there's a lot of guides to doing this online, so if you look at scammer.info, if you're really interested in baiting scammers in a kind of a technical way, you don't need to be technical at all, by the way, to do this. I mean, Rosie, I guess you're probably a prime example of that. But if you can waste their time, that is time well spent if you can afford to do that. And so it, it, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up wasting your time because, Rosie, I don't know if there's anyone better at wasting scammers' time than you. Uh, I've been watching... <laughs> I've been watching your videos, and so is—is is that your main goal when you are calling these numbers? So you—you'll—you'll you'll call them, and is your main goal to waste their time? Yes, I take more of since I'm not too tech savvy. I leave that up to Jim and Kit Boga and Scammer Payback and mm-hmm. Trilogy Media. There's a whole community of us that do it all in our different way. And for me, safety-wise, I like to do a more educational, preventive, like preventative approach, I guess, okay. to these things. So uh, I do that by wasting their time for as long as possible and making a funny video and just kind of explaining on, you know, what to avoid rather than the hacker side. I don't even know the first thing with all that. So <laughs> I just want to waste their time. So you said that there's a community of you all. Do you all have like conferences or do you guys like, are you guys on a group chat or group text or do y'all communicate with each other? Yeah, we're all friends. I mean, there's a couple of group chats and then, and then uh, Jim, do you want to tell them about the, the scammer payback call center that you, I missed out on. I couldn't, um, my availability (laughs) couldn't attend, but there was, yeah, an anti scam call center. Jim, if you want to explain, please do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. um, We, um, we had, um, Scammer Payback or Pierogi um, is another a person who just does exactly the scam bidding. And last year he set up what he called the People's Call Center. And that was an anti-scam call center. So literally what we were doing was sitting at computers and we virtually joined a scam call center. But instead of victims getting money stolen, we were telling people, hey, if you get a scam call like you've just got, you know, hang up and don't give any details. And if you get, you know, the robocall messages that typically people get every single day, we were able to answer some of those instead of the scammer speaking to the victim. So it was great fun to be able to do that. And again, it's just something that helps just raise awareness of scams. I love that. I love that so much. And so, Jim, you said that one of the best things you can do is to waste the scammer's time. Why is that? Why is that a, a valuable thing for us to do is to waste a scammer's time? Well, put very simply, when they're talking to you and engaging with you and you're sending on wild goose chases or you're mm-hmm. basically making fun of them, they're not scamming <laughs> your neighbors, your mm-hmm. parents, okay. your relatives. And obviously, it costs them a lot more money than it would do otherwise. So I always encourage people to take on scammers and kind of lead them down different paths, take them off their script, have a bit of fun with them. Why not? Um, Because honestly, it just helps other people if you can do that. We're talking to Rosie Akamura, a.k.a. IRL Rosie, and Jim Browning about scammers and the work they do to combat scammers. And so, Rosie, is there a is is do you have like a quota of like uh, I, of videos you want to make or or of calls that you want to 
that you want to make to these scammers or of the amount of time you want to spend? Like, is it like a, it's kind of like community service, I feel like at this point. You've been doing it for so long and you have, <laughs> you have so much good content. I mean, at this point, you're just like, you're just continuing to pile it on. Do you have a certain amount that you that you try to do per day or per week? It's sort of a bittersweet answer of, I wish I didn't have to, I wish there weren't scams and scammers, but, you know, we all are kind of doing a service and I don't think we'll ever really be done because unfortunately there's always bad people and crummy, scummy people out there trying to take advantage of people who don't know better. And it's our pleasure to waste their time and again, spread awareness and educate people on what to look out for. So I guess I'll stop when scammers stop, but I don't think they will. And my YouTube channel also allows for me to, you know, practice my skills with voiceover and music. So it's just a, a, a great way to keep my muscles strong in that sense. And then also, you know, making comedy videos and helping people. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about because you are a voice actor and you do use different voices uh, in these videos and, and your calls to these scammers. And can you tell us about that? How do you, how do you have like a different uh, personalities that you use? Are you making up these voices on the spot or do you have like uh, certain go-tos that you use continuously? I definitely, I definitely have a few that I, you know, go to. Um, in the beginning of the call, I know I'm going to call as an old lady or <laughs> pretend to be Siri, or sometimes I'm both in one call. And then it's all sort of improv, you know, whatever, wherever the call leads me, I'll sort of switch things up. And if I'm doing a live stream, I'll oftentimes take requests from the chat and, and fans and subscribers saying, I'll do this. It would be funny <laughs> if you did this. So it's sort of just, yeah, a, a wild improv with um, a partner who doesn't know they're my improv partner and <laughs> using my silly voices. It's a lot of fun and it's different every time, which is um, always interesting. It's so funny. You know, I was watching one of your videos and uh, you, you were, uh, you were kind of losing it a little bit. You were starting to, you, you got the giggles and, <laughs> and um, you were saying that you, you don't really break that often, but uh, I, what kind of, what kind of response do you typically get from these scammers? Do they, do you, do they ever, uh, I mean, what, what's okay? Let me ask you like this: What's what's the longest you've ever been able to hold a hold a scammer up for, or waste a scammer's time? Uh, how, what's the longest amount you've ever been able to do that? I've been on the phone with a scammer for over an hour before. I believe it was an hour and twenty minutes, where wow. I just took the conversation any direction possible. I called pretending to be an old person, and then got on the phone as that old person's daughter who was ditzy and then started pretending to flirt with the scammer and all sorts of stuff. And then I got him to confess everything. So it just was a wild, wild ride. But short answer, probably an hour and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, <laughs> do, do you, um, you, you said that one of them was trying to flirt with you. I was, I was going to say, I mean, I feel like, you know, when a lot of men hear, um, uh, a woman's voice on the other end, they just kind of, they're just male, you know, disgusting, you know, man sense kicks in. So like, oh, I need to flirt with this woman. Does that happen a lot? Sometimes they get a little creepy and I think it's more of a power control thing where they think they'll shock me enough to where I'll stop messing with them. Mm. But, uh, you know, I've heard everything, unfortunately, but on the fortunate side, I'm, I am prepared for anything, so I can always make it 
work. And if it gets a little too dicey, I just hang up. There's plenty of other people to call that aren't going right. to get too gross. Right. Um, so, yeah, do, but do, it does get a little creepy sometimes. It seems like it. Yeah. And, and, and do uh, do they often know that you're messing with them? It's half and half. I think sometimes they're also bored at work. <laughs> so I can tell that they're bored. It's funny. And, you know, now that the community of us is growing as scam baiters, they, they oftentimes will know who we are sometimes. It doesn't happen for me as much, but Jim, do you get recognized on, on your calls? I do, sadly. Um, <laughs> so much so that, uh, unlike Rosie, I can't change my voice very easily. Mm. I find that really difficult. So I've invested in a voice changer, and believe it or not, I've had to use that on a number of calls because, honestly, they do recognize me. I, I wish I had Rosie's talents when it came to that. Okay, so so I want to ask you all about a specific scam, and maybe, maybe you have um, familiarity with this and maybe you don't, but I've been getting these text messages and, and I mentioned that I almost fell for one of these scams once. And, and so it was this one. And so they, uh, they text you and they pretend to be somebody that you know, or somebody who you don't know really well, probably somebody you work with. And so I had just gotten, I had just gotten a job at this, at this TV station. And so this was, uh, this was years ago now. And I just got a job at a TV station and like the head of the TV station texted me. I was like, Oh, okay, well, this is cool. Maybe, you know, and they got my number from one of my coworkers, and they said, "Yeah, I need you on a task real quick. You know, go to go get these gift cards. I'm at a I'm at a a conference, and uh, I can't talk, but just go get these gift cards." And so I was I went to you know to, I think I was already in the car. I was like, "Okay, no problem. I'll just stop here real quick." And so I got uh, I got to Staples, and I got I bought these gift cards. And as I was getting ready to to they asked for this the back uh, to scratch off the back and send the code, and I was like, "Wait a second. I, I, my my I just my my stupidity finally you know just took a break and uh, I finally was able to to realize maybe um, maybe this isn't exactly what it seems and so then I I looked into it further and I found out it wasn't because I didn't have the obviously the head of the TV station's number at that time and so uh, I did some research and I, I texted someone I said hey is this so and so's number and they said no and so I was like oh wow I, I almost fell for it I almost almost sent like five hundred dollars worth of gift cards to 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 some scammer and oh my goodness i know i know right I, I i felt so stupid and and so um thankfully i didn't and but i've been i've since been getting a lot of these text messages lately and i've been just instinctively and this is what led me to want to talk to you both i've been kind of just going on these long text exchanges with these scammers now and and like just back and forth, like, oh, did you want this kind of card? And, and did you want, uh, oh, okay, well, oh, I'm almost there. Just hold on one second. Oh, wait a second. Oh, I had to go run out to the gas station. Let me, uh, let me go back. And then I, I actually posted one on my, on my Instagram recently in which, um, you know, someone sent me a picture of like a, a pretty woman and was like, oh, hey, um, this is me. Uh, what do you look like? And, and so, uh, so I sent back a picture of Pedro Pascal, who is a very popular actor. Uh, and, and, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. He's in a show called The Last of Us. He's in Game of Thrones. He's in a bunch of stuff. But this per this scammer wasn't familiar with Pedro Pascal, so they kept talking to me. And, and so this, this conversation, you know, I sent them a picture of him, and I said, "Oh yeah," they asked me how old I am. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I just made up an age. I'm 47. I, I'm in Calabasas, and they're like, "Oh yeah, me too." And so I, I sent them a fake address, and and this went on for like a long time, and so. I just instinctively kind of felt, let me just, let me just 
run them on a wild goose chase since I have the time today. But I wanted to ask you both: mm-hmm. is is that something? Is that a scam that you're familiar with? Let's start with you, uh, Rosie. Oh, I mean, I've heard it all. I've heard that. Specific scam because it also happened to a friend of mine, mm. and it happened when she first got the job. And I think what these scammers are doing mm. are they're scouring the websites where maybe you applied or set a public resume, or maybe you added something to LinkedIn, mm. and they'll go down and find out who's the boss, and then find your information and pretend to be them. So, if you were just hired, that's usually how that works. And then I've heard about the pretty girl picture thing pretending that it's the wrong number as well mm. uh yeah so i've definitely heard of it i've heard of it all but they're always learning new things and sort of one step ahead of everyone else so we we always have to keep ourselves learning about new scams and technology changes that too it's it's pretty crazy yeah jim what about you i'm sure you're you you're familiar with this scam as well right yeah, I mean, I have heard of both of them, and you're absolutely right. Uh, and some scams are easier to perform than others, but mm. there are a huge number of them. And in fact, if you looked at a website, a lot of scam baiters use this website. There's something called scammer.info. Scammer. And if you look at just, yeah, if you look at just the tags associated with scams, I've counted over 100 different types of scams there. So not everybody is familiar with them, and people often wonder, well, how could anybody fall for that? And it's very simply, if you haven't encountered it, and if it looks convincing, anyone can be caught out. You, me, everyone. And so we're we're speaking to Jim Browning and Rosie Akamura, a.k.a. IRL Rosie, about scams. And when we come forward, I want to talk to you both about, you know, Jim, you mentioned that there are over 100 types of scams I want to talk about the latest, the latest scams that are out there and, you know, what what our listeners and viewers, because we are also streaming live on YouTube. And if you have a question for either of them, give us a call 800-920-1580. That's 800-920-1580. And uh, I want to ask you both when we come forward about what are the latest scams to be worried about? Uh, what's uh, what are some signs that you might be encountering a scam? And, and and how best to protect yourself, as as you mentioned, Rosie, because they are continuing to to get more and more savvy, and these scammers are getting better and better at what they do. They're evolving as as we're evolving. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna tackle uh, that question when we come forward on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Ariva time is the right time. More of Ariva Martin in real time when we come forward. forward. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in real time. I'm Avi Bernard with you every Friday from 4 to 6. And I'm joined by Jim Browning, YouTuber and scam baiter, and Rosie Akamura, a.k.a. IRL Rosie, who is a voice actor, singer, and songwriter. And I'm so glad you're both able to join me. And as I was saying before uh, we stepped aside, I want to ask you about what are the latest scams, Jim? I mean, what are what's what's the latest? In, you, you know, we've all been talking about you know, how they're getting the scammers are getting better and better. And so, uh, what's the latest uh, trend you've been seeing, Jim? Well, believe it or not, I have a U.S. phone number. I'm not actually based in the USA. I'm over in Ireland, but um, I have a U.S. phone number. And recently, and I'm sure everybody is finding this, I get lots and lots of Medicare scams and what the scammers are after there is your personal details and they will sign you up 
for something that you do not need and they will use those details to run further scams. So if anyone calls you out of the blue and says that they're going to review Medicare benefits or something mm. to that effect, pretty much that's going to be a scam and the best thing to do is just hang up unless of course you want to do what rosie and i do and <laughs> keep them on the phone for as long as possible so that that's definitely one of them but the other one i would ask people to look out for is the hello mom or hello dad scam hmm. and that's the one where you get a message through whatsapp and it's usually whatsapp and it will say hi mom I've lost my phone or I've dropped my phone, so I've had to borrow or buy a new one. And basically, if you answer that, and you know, some people I've seen actually answer those, eventually this person who's obviously pretending to be a son or daughter mm -hmm. will then ask eventually for money. So it's just one to look out for. If you get a strange message from a, an unusual number claiming to be your son or daughter, then, again, likely to be a scam. And if you phone that number, I've watched the scammers play static noises to make it look as if you can't speak to the person. You have to text them only. It's uh, very sneaky. Okay, okay. So you call the number, and then they answer and just act like there's no reception. So you end up texting them again. And then they say, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. There's, I tried to answer, but there's no reception. Because, of course, they don't want to talk to you because it's not the person who they're claiming Correct. to be. So they just they want to avoid any voice contact at all costs. Got you. Okay. Correct. Um, yeah, I have not heard about that one. See, this is why this is why I have y'all here because I want to inform everyone <laughs> about this stuff. And uh, and Rosie, what about you? Are you uh, are you seeing any any new innovative scams lately? For me, the most recent popular ones are the Amazon or USPS shipping notifications that mm -hmm. I get via text message, mm -hmm. and it looks very real because they'll buy a URL that looks fairly similar to Amazon or some kind of USPS or UPS, and it'll say, oh, um, your package is being delayed or rerouted. Click this to you know update your information or to get new tracking info, and you know, of course, I know better, but if I had just bought something or if I'm waiting for something in particular and I'm, you know, eating or watching TV and I just glance at my phone, I've almost clicked on those things because mm. the timing was coincidental. And so I just tell everyone, don't ever click on any links in your text messages. If you're curious, log into Amazon or you know, find your receipt from USPS and find the tracking there. Just don't ever click on anything because my friends have done it and it takes you to a page that looks just like Amazon or just mm -hmm. like the UPS or USPS website and you log in and now they have your password to Amazon and then they mm -hmm. take themselves on a shopping spree or steal your information. So that's probably the most common one. And then also with social media and Instagram and TikTok, I've gotten DMs from my friend's actual accounts, but they'd been hacked. Wow. And, you know, and, you know, they're asking me for a favor. Hey, I just, I entered this contest. Do you mind helping me out? When you get a text message, send me the code that it gives you so I can use that for my entry. It's just for, I'm trying to win a vacation. And I've seen close friends fall for it and go, sure, because it's from their friend's literal account yeah. but what had happened was that that code is a password reset and so then they steal my account and then Ooh. so on and so on and it just kind of snowballs and they're collecting all these accounts and 
selling them or, you know, blackmailing people. It's just so crazy with technology and social media. Yeah, and so you're saying don't click on any links, and that's something I've heard a lot of. And is is it something that where if you click on the link, they automatically can hack into your phone, or do you have to enter some more information once you click on that link? That's more of a gym question because I feel like it varies. Okay. Yeah, it, it kind of does vary. That's right. It it depends on the website. The majority of them will just straight up ask you to log in, so they'll capture your password. But there are some slightly more clever ones than that, which actually steal cookies from your browser. So cookies are just mm. bits of temporary information that are stored there. And again, you would have they, they, when the scammers have that information, they can log in, or they will have the ability to log in as if they were you. So it depends on the website, but yeah, most of them will just ask for your password straight up. Okay, and so we have a question from one of our YouTube viewers who says, it's from Tech Help, who says, talk about the fake bank calling or texting about suspicious activity. And uh, either of you can take that one. Yeah, sorry, Rosie, I don't know. This, this is one that's right up my alley because <laughs> Go ahead, go I for it, Jim. Take it away, take it away. Um, <laughs> it's, um, yes, the, the ones to do with, the messages from a bank, and this could either be an SMS message, could even be by WhatsApp, or usually it's just a telephone message saying there's been unusual activity on your card, you've spent so many dollars, press one to speak to someone if you don't recognize this transaction. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And what they're trying to do there is frighten you, first of all, into taking action, but their action ultimately will be that they want access to your computer. They won't tell you that. They will tell you, type this on your computer. And they will look to see how much money you've got in your bank account. Wow. And they can do that because they're remotely viewing your desktop. They will ask you to check your balance, and they will know just how much money you've got in your account. And then one of three things will happen. They will ask you to transfer your money to a safe account, which sounds a bit unusual, but you know, if you're frightened and you want to make sure your money is safe, you might well follow that. Or alternatively, maybe if you don't have as much money in your account, they will ask you to go and convert them into a government-approved currency, is usually the terms they use. That basically means gift cards or withdraw money oh, and God. either literally post it. I know, honestly, they, they will ask you to withdraw money, take it home, and then post it to a safe location. And people do fall for that. Or indeed go to what they'll call a government ATM, which is a Bitcoin ATM. Mm. They will give you lots of instructions, but ultimately you will feed a, an ATM machine with your cash and it will be moved to a scammer's wallet, a digital wallet. So you will just lose that money and it will go straight into a scammer's account. Jeez. Horrible. It's so horrible. And I, and I, you know, I almost, like I, as I said, I almost experienced that. But I just know that once you... Once you've fallen victim to a scam and then you realize what happened, that that sinking feeling that you must feel, and I just I don't want anyone to feel that. Uh, and you know, uh, once you do, you know, well, let's say you do send send money to someone or you do fall victim to a scam, is there ever any recourse? Is there ever any way you can get it back, or is it just always just gone? 
I, I would love to say that there is some recourse or there's a general way of getting money back, but honestly, it just depends on your bank, your financial institution. The, the important thing is if you catch on that it's a scam, you need to act very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Usually, if the money has gone even within a few days, if it's more than a few days, it's very difficult to get that money back, if not impossible. And certainly if it's gone on yeah. gift cards or gone into Bitcoin, you're more than likely never going to see that money again. And you will probably have quite a fight on your hands if you've authorized a payment from your bank. And for example, you've read out a PIN, which may have been sent to your mobile device. Banks, unfortunately, don't look very kindly on that, but it just depends on the situation. Some banks will compensate people. Others, they will say, no, that's entirely your fault and nothing to do with us. Wow. Okay. We're almost out of time. When we come forward, though, I do want to ask you about There's another question on our YouTube channel or or a suggestion, suggestion saying, to warn listeners about paying with Bitcoin, many scammers are using this method now. Okay, so we're going to talk about that when we come forward with Rosie Akamura and Jim Browning on KBLA Talk 1580. She's the real deal. In real time. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. There's no time like the present. Let's get back to more of Ariva Martin in real time. I'm on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back to the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in Real Time. I'm Avi Bernard, and I'm joined with my experts, Rosie Akamura and Jim Browning. And I, I want, I'm reading a comment from, uh, from your, your Twitter uh, post, Jim. Well, someone responded saying, uh, this is from Stephanie Humphreys saying, Great job, Jim Browning and IRO Rosie. I was surprised when he said he almost fell for the text scam where they wanted him to scratch off gift cards. And that's exactly how my neighbor was scammed. And she was a professor. So, yes, anybody can get scammed. Thank you for sharing this. So that's uh, that's from Jim Browning's YouTube um, post. I'm sorry, um, Twitter post. Uh, Jim, uh, he's at Jim Browning 11. And so uh, before we left, I, want, I was uh, going to ask you both about uh, this uh what this uh, YouTube viewer said, warn listeners about paying with Bitcoin. Many scammers are using this method. Uh, what, what, are you, what, are you, um, what do you make of that? I think a lot of people are using yeah, Bitcoin uh, because it's so anonymous. It's just anonymous and un- untraceable, basically, and then you definitely can't get it back. There's just no, mm-hmm. no negotiating with that. Yeah, it, it's a scammer's dream, really, isn't it? Um, it used to be that gift cards were the currency for scammers, but they're kind of moving away from that a little bit. As you say, the anonymity with it is the really key thing. Um, it's similar with gift cards. It's almost impossible to get the money back if it's converted into Bitcoin. Yeah, I do actually own some Bitcoin myself, and I, 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 I can concur that if you send your Bitcoin to someone you ain't getting that back no matter what there's no that's the thing about bitcoin that attracts a lot of people to it is that there's no bank in charge of it there's no middleman you have it and if you send it anywhere it's that's it there's no getting it back if you, even if you send it to the wrong address by mistake it's gone and so uh static uh, static i think it's static sage on our youtube channel said talk about money mules so what is that what is what are money mules Oh my goodness, yeah, uh, Jim! Mills. This is an answer for you too, also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's funny. I, I had a 
a collaboration with another YouTuber, Mark Rober, um, who's like an ex-NASA engineer, um, over a couple of years, actually. And between us, we kind of devised ways of actually catching out money mules. So with the help of Scammer Payback Rogi, we actually tried to get a number of scammers to reveal the people who handle their money. So these are the money mules. And whenever we got the various addresses, instead of sending cash to those addresses, we sent packages. And in the package was basically a glitter bomb, very harmless. But when you open it, it sprays the entire environment with glitter and fart spray. And all of this would be filmed (laughs) on four cameras. So it, it was just nice to have... Uh, a situation where you can get one back on these money mules because obviously scams can't happen without people to process the money yeah. and scammers rely on these mules and they're and in, honestly the scams couldn't happen without them so they're part of the reason why scams are successful so it's kind of nice to get one back on on the money mules but yeah they are the ones who are needed to transport the money back to the original scammers. Gotcha. And then, Jim, I just wanted to ask you, you know, in your videos, you you have video of the scammer, like, headquarters of them on the phone. And, and you know, we talked about you get that because they try to get into your computer and then you get into theirs. And so how do you end up perpetuating scams on them? Because you find out their actual address, right? And then you, you can just, like, send something to their building? Or how do you go about doing it? Yeah, I usually don't send things to that. I mean, that that's kind of like a, a one on something unusual. But what I can do sometimes is detect where the scams happen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of them tend to be in foreign countries, and so it's quite difficult to actually get someone to do something about those scams. Mm-hmm. But the long short of it is, if they make a computer connection, it is possible to go back to the computer that made that connection, and. As you say, I've been able to film scammers almost face-to-face because I've got that computer connection. So, yes, you can work out if you can see the computer network. Sometimes there's files in those computers that will tell you who is running the scam. They, they have their own ID cards on, on, the, on the computer sometimes. They will have CCTV, believe it or not, even though it's a scam operation. And it is possible to see that kind of detail. So, yeah, I've I've had good fun actually publishing the details of some of the scammers on YouTube. There's a limit to what I can even publish sometimes. But it is nice to kind of see people face-to-face. It's amazing. Normally, of course, they're just on the phone. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It, it's you know. nice to be able to turn the turn the tables. Yeah, it, it is nice. I, I could watch this stuff all day. And so before we run out of time, I just want to give some love to your YouTube channels. Uh, Rosie, you are your YouTube channel is IRL Rosie. You have 1.2 million subscribers, um, and uh, I just want okay. to give you the opportunity to uh, to you know mention anything that 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 you want the the people to know about, and uh, also just just show some give you a shout out because your videos are hilarious if you haven't seen her videos definitely check them out i was i was dying laughing watching these earlier and, and so anything uh that uh how can we keep up with you rosie what's the best way um i'm irl rosie on all platforms so tiktok instagram facebook youtube all of it, it's all the same so yeah check me out there and i'm also in a band called moderns so if you go to modernsmusic.com or moderns music as the handle on instagram and everything else you can listen to some of the music I make as well. That is 
Rosie Akamura, a.k.a. IRL Rosie. She's at IRL Rosie on all platforms. She's a voice actress, voice actor, uh, musician, and singer-songwriter. Really appreciate you, Rosie. Um, and, uh, and Jim, your YouTube channel, it's, um, it's Jim Browning. You have 4 million subscribers. And, and I encourage everyone to go check out these videos. Um, and where can, what's the best way to keep up with you, Jim? Yeah, just Google Jim Browning and you will find me there. Um, Jim Browning 11 on Twitter. And yeah, just have a hunt. And like I say, if you're interested in scams and scammers, that's the place to go. Well, thank you both so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Especially, I know, Jim, you, it was 1 a.m. your time when, when the show started. So thank you so much for, for joining us. Really appreciate both of you. Thank you Thanks for having us. Thank you. Of course, of course. You guys have a great weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to check back in with you at some point soon. Take care. And coming up, when we come forward, it is the Raw Report, the latest in entertainment news on a Friday. It's going to be a good one. I almost had to call in sick today because uh, the Lakers are playing right now. But uh, don't you know? Don't tell me. Don't text me. Don't tell me what's happening. I'm going to watch it when I get home. But the Raw Report is coming up. I'm Avi Bernard, and I am gone. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.